Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to A Real Creature Feature. My name is Mac. I'm Mike. I'm Dean. Dean has truly been lost to the shadow realm now. Yep. He's, he's no longer even on screen. He's just gone. He no longer exists. Oh, there he is. He's high. He just sneaks out once in a while from behind a building. And uh, today we'll be talking about Tabanokono. Tabanokono. That... Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, in one of the places I looked for the information, like it has it spelled out that way. And then in asterisks or in parentheses, uh, also spelled. And it's a uh, Tom Bano. Uh, ba Bano Tom Bano. Uh, Tanuka or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm sp pronouncing this right because uh, this is like from Southeast Asia. A lot How of do this. you spell that? One second. I will copy paste it. Oh, sure. I was so close. I was actually very close. Oh, yay. So you found, so you did find giant crab. Yes. Yeah. Moon eating crab. What? Yep. I was just about to say, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the belief in giant monsters swallowing the moon and the wild effects efforts to frighten them away are very widespread. Uh, and like all this was just like where it was just even just talking about like southern Asian countries doing that. Even in uh, Norse mythology, they have Fenris, who is a giant wolf that's going to swallow the moon and then also uh, kill Odin. Yeah, I mean, but George Bailey was going to also give the moon to Mary so that she could swallow it. I've been watching a lot of It's a Wonderful Life reactions this week. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, the Sun and Moon deities uh, told Vishnu about this, that uh, one of, um, there was a, a god, um, Rayu is a Hindu demigod who attempted to become immortal by swallowing the divine nectar. The Sun and the Moon uh, deities told Vishnu about this, which led to Raul's decapitation. To take ve his vengeance, he occasionally attempts to swallow the sun and the moon, causing an eclipse. Um, which also, um, Rahu, it's R A H U, um, isn't the giant crab. The sun and the moon were married, but the sun is very ugly and quarrelsome. One day, he became angry at the moon and started to chase her. She ran very fast until she was some distance ahead of him. When she grew tired and he almost caught her, um, ever since he w has been chasing her at times, almost reaching her and again falling behind. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting like explanation for why the moon and the sun are like out of sync with each other with when they go around. Um, they had one child who was a star who looked was human shaped, was a star, and um, then but when the dad got angry, chopped him up and then scattered him throughout uh, the sky, and that's where the stars come from. That sounds fair. Yeah, uh, one of the other children of the sun and the moon was a gigantic crab called Tabanakano. Ah, Bonacono. Yeah, uh, he still lives. And is so powerful that every time he opens and closes his eyes, there is a flash of lightning. Cool. Most of the time, the crab lives in a large hole at the bottom of the sea. And when he's there, we have high tides. But when he leaves, the water rushes in, and that's why we have low tides. He also, oh. his moving about also cut great waves um, on the surface of the sea. The crab is quarrelsome, like his father. And he sometimes becomes so angry um, with his mother, the moon, that he tries to swallow her. Oh. When the people on Earth um, who are fond of the moon see the crab near her, 
they run out of doors, shout and beat on gongs until he is frightened away, and thus the moon is saved. Yay! There's a lot of, like, explanations for eclipses in different mythologies and stories. There's also a lot of parental issues in mythology. Like, that always seems to be a problem. And, like... I guess if you're the sun and your wife, the moon, gives birth to a giant crab, yeah, it's going to leave you with you some questions. I guess, but also in mythology, not saying that that's an excuse. Don't don't beat your spouse. Well, I I won't. Fine, if you're going to be that way about. Who said it. anything about beating? It's all about eating your spouse. Yeah, don't. Kind of like sat. Kind of like Saturn eating his children. That art piece. Yeah. <laughs> Which is definitely one of those situations where it's like, uh, with Saturn eating, um, or uh, well, Cro- no, not Chronos, isn't it Chronos? Yeah, yeah, it's Chronos. Yeah, Chronos eating eating him. It's just like the picture is like, that is like, his mouth isn't bigger than a child. No, so he's like actually like like taking chunks. Eating. Yeah, yeah, taking chunks out. Yeah. So then it's like, wait, then he ate Zeus. He swallowed whole, Zeus whole. whole Zeus. Yeah, the stone of Zeus, the stone, quote unquote, Zeus hole. So it's just like, what the heck? Just, oh, well. uh, and we all know what the stone is, don't we? I hope so, because I have no idea. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, fill in for Zeus. What's this, Dean? Um, so when you were, <clears throat> when you were talking about the mythology behind this creature, this is not the only crab mythology where there's a crab that affects the height of the water mm-hmm. um, and tides. So in college, freshman year, we did this musical called Just So, which is a musical based off of the Just So stories of uh, Richard Kipling. Um, and I believe they're all African myths, like how the leopard got its spots, how the elephant's nose grew. Mm -hmm. And so the second song in um, the part of the Just So musical, uh, the through line is partly the villain of the musical is Mm Pauama, who is the giant crab who plays with the ocean. And um, his and his competition with the eldest magician to show that he, that Pauama has the, has magical powers to control the ocean so that he can eventually usurp the eldest magician. Um, something along those lines. But this song is the second song, which sets up that story where all the different uh, animals are complaining about the water rising and them constantly having to move to higher ground so that they don't drown. That's neat. But just uh, it's another story of another giant crab that affects the water levels. Uh, but yeah, uh, like I said, there was like in this whole, all this uh, up here when I was talking about like all the different countries. Uh, it was like, yeah, Philippines, Malaysia, Indonesia, Mongolia, China, and Thailand. And I'm like, and then also they talked about the Vedic mythology, which is like from India. Yeah, all that is. And yeah, once again, there's so many different things about like mythology that just it's uh, once again, it's also convergent evolution, but with mythology. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same thing because I find it to be very interesting that two different cultures from two very different places would have semi-similar mythologies. And a lot of places have that. And it's it's always interesting because it's like, is it convergent or is it that one guy walked there, told the story, and then somebody like, oh, I like that story. I'm going to tell it. And then it just becomes adopted. And then you also, I mean, if you look at the surviving a flood on a big boat with all the animals mythology, so Noah's story, but in all these different cultures, and it's like, is it because there was one giant flood or was it uh, because everybody, humanity tends to live along the river? Yeah. And the river unexpectedly floods so that it could almost seem like the whole entire world has been drowned. 
Uh, there was one thing where people were like, oh, to, they were like, oh, I'm going to disprove the Bible. Uh, and it was what they were using was that there was a Babylonian story that was earlier, like older than um, the Bible. Yeah. And they're like, see, there's a story about this guy in Babylonian that that's this is what happened. So the Bible just stole it from him. And it was just like, well, I'm not going to argue with you that they didn't steal it or anything like that. But I'm like, but that also could just mean that they also believed in that story. There's also a little bit more to it because the way the history of when the, when the Torah was written, actually our oldest evidence when it was written was after they had been subject to being in, under Babylonian control. Interesting. Yeah. So and that it, also plays into it where it's very where those two parts of the history line up where it um where it could be just partly be them being inspired by the Babylonian story after having been under Babylonian control. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I mean, so much of that is oral tradition until it eventually gets written down anyway. And then the written down one tends to be the more static one just because it's written down. Yeah, there's no more. There's no more change. There's no more, as we might call it, evolution to the story. So is it interesting? It's uh, a story is killed when it is written down. It's like, but it's not at the same time it's it's can stop evolving or it, it slows down its evolution because there's also evidence that no it doesn't end there yeah i mean the whole thing is it's it's a story being told the story doesn't end it's just or it doesn't stop being told it's just now kind of in the same place it's static now which in argument like like a dead language it doesn't change but that also leads to a problem because they talk about this with Latin. Latin, while it was still being spoken, evolved and changed like American English has changed. So now it's like things that had one meaning changed to another. But we only have one set of language that we use when we look at writings from Latin. So then it's like some of the stuff doesn't make sense because we no longer have that original context that existed, you know, 13, 14,000 years ago or however old it was that that, you know, existed. And, you know, same way, you know, like the word decimate. I, <laughs> I, I mourn its original. I, I mourn the loss of its original meaning. But I also have to learn to accept the fact that, if, you know, as part of a language, it just changed with the times. Or literally. Uh, I will figuratively beat you with a literal hammer. Yeah. Well, no, because that they started doing that. They actually didn't they changed it in the in the dictionary. And so I'd have that to look it it both up. means like something that actually happened or something for figuratively. Sorry, I'm having a little trouble because I'm using uh, text. To, I'm using the push to talk now because I don't want to create too much background noise. That's fine. Give me a sec here. Yeah. So, yep. In at least um, in the Oxford Dictionary. Yeah, there's the formal use, which is the exact meaning like the exact manner and then in the informal use it basically means to uh, as emphasis of something yeah it's just like mm, so that. yeah now i'm gonna figuratively beat you with a literal hammer because now i'm gonna make figuratively be the new literally <laughs> but so giant crab yeah well we do have actually some interesting scientific principles about giant animals uh, we already talked about the one uh, last week at the Bergman um, rule where it's like the the colder it gets, the animals tend to get bigger. We also have what is called deep sea gigantism. Oh, okay. uh, now, we have a couple different like explanations of for why this might be a thing. Um, so, like, for example, low temperatures, which we kind of already know about. But let's just talk about it some more. Um it has been proposed that the explanation for increased size with depth is similar to that for increased size with latitude, Bergman's Law. Both mm -hmm. tend to involve increasing size with decreasing temperatures. Uh, the, tend, the trend with latitude has been observed in some of the same groups, both in comparison 
of related species, as well as within widely distributed um, um, species. Decreasing temperatures is thought to result in increased cell size and increased lifespan. The latter also being associated with delay in sexual maturity, which is, uh, yeah, it's kind of an important thing. But are also associated with the delay in sexual maturity, both of which lead to increase in maximum body size. Continued growth throughout life is characterized with crustaceans, which, yeah, we've talked about that too. And um, in Arctic and Antarctic seas, where there is a reduced vertical temperature gradient oh yeah if it's yeah of course because yeah the whole thing's cold so if it's because you so you won't go from oh it's kind of warm here to oh it's really cold there it's like no it's all cold and the bottom is just really really cold yeah that makes sense um there's also a reduced trend towards increased body size with depth arguing against hydrostatic pressure being an important parameter Temperature does not appear to have similar role in influencing the size of giant tube worms, though, which live in hydrothermal vents. Well, I guess, well, because it's also really warm there, though. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems like that would... At ambient temperatures of uh, 2 to 30 degrees Celsius. So that's... Yeah, that's It hot. goes from above freezing to very warm. Because, yeah, 20... Uh, what is it? 20 C is like 70 yeah 20c would be 70 uh comparable to those of um another worm which lives in cold um with the latter slow growing and may live to 200 years or 250 years oh okay uh another possible explanation is food scarcity this one i actually thought it was really interesting because i would think that um oh there's not a lot of food so let's stay small but this is a kind of um inverse of that idea for, for uh, food scarcity at depths greater than 400 meters is also thought to be a factor since larger body size can improve the ability to forage for widely sc um, scattered resources in organisms with um, planton plantonic eggs or lava larva interesting wait 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 i gotta go back oh go back. it's plankton I, I just saying <laughs> it, it wrong Plankton. Yeah, well, it is platonic eggs or larvae, but it's, I thought it meant something else, but no, it's just plankton. Another possible advantage for a large is that larger offspring with a greater initial food reserve can drift greater distances as an example of adaptation to the situation. So, yeah, big babies can probably survive off the, on their own for a longer time because they have those food stores given to them by their mother. Okay, that's actually quite interesting. Yeah. Uh giant isopods gorge on food when available when available, distending their bodies to the point of compromising their ability to move. That's feels almost counterproductive, but it also strangely would make sense. Yeah. They can also survive five years without food in captivity. Good for them. Yeah, uh, just a second. I want to make sure. I want to look at an isopod. I want the right image in my head. Okay, yeah. Isopods are kind of, they look like giant beetles. I, I always consider them like sea cockroaches. Yeah, that's another one. But yeah, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, five years. In uh, according to Kelber, Kelbier's rule law, um, the larger an animal gets, the more efficient it's um, metabolism becomes an animal's basal metabolic rate scales to roughly one third power of its mass. Under conditions of limited food supply, this may provide additional benefits for a larger size. Okay, uh, so um, after so the other possible reasons for like what causes deep sea gigantism, um, this one was kind of an this one makes actual perfect sense. Uh, it's a uh, Reduced predation pressure. An additional possible influence is to reduce the predation in deeper water. Um, so yeah, the bigger you are, the harder it is to eat you. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm like this is also like the short, like the shortest paragraph that I got off the wiki. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. 
Nice. Um, because it talks about a study of brachiopods found that predation was nearly an order of magnitude less frequent at the greatest depths than shallower waters or than in shallow. Um, cool. And the last one they have on this list of like possible reasons is dissolved oxygen levels. Uh, dissolved oxygen levels are also thought to play a role in deep sea gigantism. A 1999 study with benthic anthropod crustaceans uh, found a maximum potential organism size directly correlates with the increased dissolved oxygen level in deeper waters. The solubility of dissolved oxygen in the ocean is known to increase the depth because of increased pressure, increasing uh, salinity levels and temperature. Okay, so does so by dissolved oxygen that means like the less oxygen in there is down there or more? That's yeah, I'm really confused. I'm like the solubility of dissolved oxygen in the ocean is known to increase. So yeah, more oxygen in it um, with the depth of increasing pressure. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, the proposed theory behind this ten trend is that deep sea gigantism could be an adaptation, an adaptive trait to combat asphyxiation. Ugh, I can't say that. Start that again. The proposed theory behind this trend is that deep sea gigantism could be an adaptation. I keep saying adaptation. An ad ad adaptive trait to combat a fixation yes the proposed theory behind this trend is that deep sea gigantism could be an adaptive trait to combat asphyxiation asphyxiation in sea water larger okay. organisms are able to intake more dissolved oxygen within the ocean allowing for sufficient respiration all but right. there's a bad side for this. Oh. However, this increased in, increased absorption of oxygen runs the risk of toxicity poisoning where an organism can have oxygen levels that are so high that they become harmful and poisonous. The animal does or the air does or the, the animal does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so because... so what you're saying is we can so what you're saying is they can live down there but we can't eat them if we caught them. No, that's not what it said. Well, then what the hell? However, this increased ad absorption of oxygen runs the risk of toxicity poisoning where an organism can have oxygen levels that are so, like it, they can kill themselves. Oh, yeah. So, th so they can kill themselves by having too much oxygen? Yeah, because like for us, the amount of oxygen that we have are, uh, have access to right now is like what 20% of the air or something like that. Yes. Oh. If you ever try to breathe in pure oxygen it burns your lungs. That's why like with all those like masks and stuff, everything else like that, like, yeah, it's not a, an efficient, like efficient, like it's closed off to you kind of cup or like the, the hoses in the noses hose that like would be in your nose. It's like a little bit of oxygen to help because your body is not efficient at taking it in. Oh, that seems, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, my my body is very good at taking things in oxygen, Twinkies. But then you got to think about it like, too, if you sprayed pure oxygen onto a fire, what happens? Whoosh increases the bigger, fire, bigger. which would happen in you. Really? I'd have I'd, I'd start on fire. Depends. I, I think you I think you would die before you actually would start in fire. See, this is why we need video so that, you know, that long pause, you know, people can be like, oh, he was really thinking about that. Yeah, um, like I don't know enough with that, like with like all of those talks about like, you know, um, human spontaneous combustion, which most of the theories have been like debunked or they're like, eh, this isn't really a thing. And here's why, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like if you did have if, like if you would have like a, a nice mask that was like actually like completely engulfing your mouth that like it, nothing seeped out and it was just pure oxygen. I don't know what would happen. I'm pretty, well, I know you would die eventually, but I don't know how long it would take. Yeah. Well, I mean, now they sell, um, at the store. Have you seen these? Like when I'm at Walgreens, those like miniature oxygen things. Yeah. I've seen those. I saw, I saw those first at point. Really? 
Yeah, they had those in like the little store underneath the cafeteria. Really? I did. I, well, I guess I never looked at the store that ba- that closely because I was just went down for the burgers. Yeah. And I was just I just remember seeing them like this is weird because it was like scented air and stuff like that. And yeah, but I'm like, this is dumb because it's like it, it would be more of a, 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 a like an idea that you would see more happening in like bigger cities. I would have assumed where it's like yeah. you have problems with smog. I'm like, OK, that would be a better seller there. But I'm like, Ugh. and then I'm sitting there. I'm like, now, could you take one of these and go into the pool and go underwater? And I'm like, no, after I was thinking about it, because those tanks for scuba diving are different than yes. that. And like you, you need to have it calibrated in a certain way so that, you know, you don't blow up your lungs or the pressure wouldn't cause something to blow up your lungs. Yeah, but I, I had to laugh because I was looking at it and I, I, a lot of those, it's almost like it's this idea of at least from what I've read on them, it's supposed to be able to like with that, like boost of oxygen, it's supposed to help give you more clarity. I'm like, I don't need more clarity. I'm clear enough. Or at least like, or get a house plant. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to something. That's a little bit less. uh... Let's get back to moon destroying crabs. Let's get back to crabs that won't eventually be able to get out of their shells because they're too big. Oh, so you're going to get there. You're going to go there too. No, I'm not. You guys can if you look it up. But uh, well, we have done that in the past. So go back to go back to old episodes. Re-listen. <laughs> so the other one of the it's not a scientific principle. It's just a, a scientific thing that people have noticed is uh, carcinogen carcinization, which is uh, the process of where evolution realized crabs are really cool. So they decided to make other creatures similar to them. Yeah, we're talking about why so many things are are becoming crabs. Return to crab? Are we yeah. going to return to crab? Yeah. Uh, no, because we never ret- were crabs. We can't. Return I want to return to crab. Uh, so there are actually five. Like this has happened in five different uh, groups of animals that aren't crabs. So it's like something that you know isn't down the line of. Um, okay. Wait, oh, yeah. So there's called an anomora. It's a large group of crustaceans where they can find many of the false crabs, like coconut crabs and porcelain crabs. These fake crabs all evolved from crustaceans with long bodies and tails, similar to lobsters and uh, shrimp. And for some reason, they all started looking like crabs. Interesting. It's a, yeah. Um, so it seems... Uh, it seems it's all about flexibility. Retrace these creatures that look like crabs back to about 365 million years ago. Um, we were talking about the first decapod crustaceans. So what we're talking about are decapods. Decapods, as you can tell, 10-limbed. So, f- for example, for a crab, two arms and four le- or eight legs. Um, like the this thing called... Uh, let's see if you can... Well, you uh, just did. P-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F. <laughs> wow. Paleopalamon. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, Paleopalamon. Yeah, the Paleopalamon. Um, <laughs> Who's that, that Pokemon? Pretty much. Oh, that's um, a Digimon. There's, those are Digimon. Yeah, that, that Paleopalamon like is definitely a Digimon. Yeah, definitely a Digimon. So Decapods is the name they can be... Uh, they, they got because there's 10 feet. But... Uh, the group includes lobsters, crayfish, shrimp, and crabs, both false and true. Um, the oldest true crab that wasn't trying to trick you into thinking that it was a crab showed up about 185 million years ago. The oldest fake crab family, so this isn't like them being a fake crab, this is their family, uh, showed up 15 million years before then. They most of them just looked like lobsters where it's like that long body and has a tail and then pinchers and stuff like that. There's a yeah, a lot of examples. Uh, the zoologist Lancelot Alexander Bordelli came up with the name carcinog- carcinization. I'm, I'm gonna make I'm gonna copy paste it. So That's where everything see. returns to Carson Daly. Yes, excellent. So is this an action? Uh, the 
Paleopalamon, is that an actual creature or is that like a overarching tree? I don't know. There is probably one that ha- that's like where its species starts with that. Uh, Paleopalamon is an extinct genus or genus. Okay, so it's not a specific animal. Darn it. I wanted to, after I cooked today, I was going to be trying to do uh, a guess the Pokemon screen with the silhouette of of it if it was an actual. Yeah, so carcinization uh, was like the term was developed in 1916. Um, So a a crab has a long tail. Um, Through the years, it became shorter, got tucked in under the body. Now, narrow front parts grew wider and wider to the point that it starts looking more crab-shaped. Um, and and like they have like some guesses of why this happened, why it evolved this way. And like so the rounder, flatter body allows creatures to run, swim, walk, and burrow when necessary. And all, and like efficiently. Some crabs even can climb trees. Coconut crab. Animals that have a shape more similar to shrimp or lobsters can only really swim, burrow, and scatter across the seafloor. It says scatter. Yeah, can't move really back and forth and like all these other stuff. Though I would think that a a lobster is way more efficient at swimming. Yeah, but I guess it's because uh, the crab shape can do all those other things and swim, and where this one is like, okay, you can only really burrow. Um... Uh, oh, and also, um, the, theory sh- the shape is a good way to avoid predators, which actually does make sense because that is basically how evolution works. If you have something that has a smaller ta- has a smaller tail, and then a predator, that's what a predator uses to grab onto you. Well, the things that have smaller and small, progressively smaller and smaller tails are the ones that are going to survive. Um, say they didn't have the long, fewer weak spots. Yeah. So you're saying so you're saying that because we don't have the tail, we're better than the other mammals. Not when it comes to balance. That's true. I am bad at balance, but I don't have a weak spot. Your knees. How dare you, sir? And your ankles. And your no, hips. my my ankles are strong. And your back. I and your neck. And my pussy and my crack. Is that what you're saying? Yes. All vulnerable. Yeah. Good. Uh, but yeah, no, it's one of those things. You can't say one is better than the other because it's you are evolved for a very particular niche. So it doesn't. So saying oh, it's better is dumb. <laughs> Says you. I know I'm better. Good for you. Um, They lost vulnerable parts from hungry predators that they could grab onto. Uh, also, they hide in spots where a lobster can't. Uh, not to forget their ability to walk sideways. I'm like, it does, yeah, like forward, backward, side, side, where I don't think a lobster has an easy time backing up. Backward stomp. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of cool because, once again, the crabification of things has spread across the all around the world. Because, you know, if an animal is more um, mobile, it definitely can go more places. So just by the same principle of like it's able to spread more so therefore you can see it in more places so i mean that's interesting to say the least and that actually explains because there was a uh there was a jontron video from a few years ago because kfc was doing a bunch of like weird things on their youtube channel and one of them was a discussion about how everything was returning to crab and you know what fine in a couple billion years maybe we'll return to crab Oh, I thought you were about to talk to, but uh, also talk about internet historian. Oh no, where it was, where it was, uh, corporations started to be too relay relatable in their Twitter feeds. Oh yeah. So there was uh, silent. Oh yes, yeah, silence brand with the crab shooting the laser at the uh, with the spider crab shooting the laser at something else. Yep. Silence brand. Yep. And then it's a laser shooting spider crab at something. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a starfish or something. Though I would also want to point out something. There were cases when some crustaceans lost their crab like body over time. It's called decarcinization. So they stopped going to crab? Yes. They left crab? How dare they? 
they went too far crab and they came out the other end. Yeah. A good example is the frog crab or the what, the what crab? The frog crab. I'll let you look it up. I don't like that. I I am against this. I am I am Am I going to regret this? Uh, it's not that it's not as bad as I'm making it out to, but a, I don't, I'm not a big fan of frogs. Not like, well, it doesn't look like a frog all that much. It looks like a frog and a crab had a frog crab baby. It looks like crab people from South park. Okay. I don't know what you're seeing. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a big old front body with claws followed by tiny back body. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You made it sound. Is this the. Uh, give me a second here. This it, it? Oh, uh, yes. That's an interesting front view. Yeah, I'm like, I can't really tell because it's only a front view. It's the, yes. That's, that's a top, a, yeah. that's a top down view. Yes. But yeah, same creature though. Yeah. Um, now there's also one, not getting, uh, there's a, a cute fossil crab that lives somewhere between 95 and 90 million years ago. You think you were looking at a crab, but some things were just different. Front limbs were the shape of oars and looked and had giant, like big eyes. Um, plus the eyes weren't on a stock like other crabs. It seems they were giving you like puppy dog eyes. I don't want, I don't want them giving me any kind of eyes. Puppy dog, frog crab. Yeah. But that's the thing is, uh, all these like all for the, carcinization that's only dealing with decapods there i don't know of any other animal that actually is going towards crab shape other than decapods well what the heck on that one then come on yeah the dolphins are working on it no the dolphins are the dolphins are returning to the land they're starting to gain thumbs (laughs) they could still try all they got to do is split their leg. All they got to do is split their fins and then they'll be their flippers and then they'll be fine. Then they'll return to land and then we're all in danger. Um, there was also another term I saw. It was called a uh, hyper carcinization and expo- ex- exceptional form of carcinization. A term hyper uh, carcinization is seen in porcelain crabs. In addition to a shortened body from the they also show similar sexual dimorphism to that seen in true crabs, where males have a shorter plion, um, plion than females. Don't know what that word means. Uh, but yeah, with the because I, I wanted to look more into what this thing is with the hypercarcinization, and because it's talking about that with the um, porcelain crab, grows maximum carapace length displays extreme forms of carcinization, referring to in contrast to the other ones spiniforms spin no spinny fronds um shows peppers so yeah it just looks like it they're just doing it uh they're using that term because it has like even more similarities to a crab like to the point that they their plea pleons um even look more like an actual crabs Okay, so that's what it means to be hyper. Yeah, hyper crab. Yeah, you're not just you're not just taking the shape. You're also taking you're also adapting other things, which is like, well, that makes sense because clearly that thing is also probably an added. It's not a hindrance to the crab, so therefore it must help in some ways. Yeah. So I was like, well, what if it doesn't help, but it's just it looks cool and it doesn't do any harm either, so it just sticks around. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what it is. It's the you most things on your body, as long as it's not a detriment, um, it's going to stick around for a while. Now, if it's a detriment to the point that you can't produce offspring or anything like that, then you probably won't. It won't shouldn't stick around for a long time. Oh, thanks a lot, Mac. That's evolution for you. Just because I collect Kirby toys, that means I'm not allowed to. No, you can do whatever you want. I'm just saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying this. Is... Oh, I shouldn't. Thanks a lot. I said I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there are things that uh, prevent 
you from producing offspring and there's things that don't prevent you from producing offspring. If it's something that prevents you from producing offspring, then it's a hindrance. Therefore, you have a predator that's going to probably eat you. Oh, well, fortunately, I don't have any natural predators here. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy I saw, like there was a lady who was posting a picture of her kid and she was like talking about how the kid was getting ridiculed because of their looks. Like she was like, then explained it's the same condition that her, the father has. Uh, it's like this condition where it's like, um, they, their skin elasticity is less than average. And so like, they kind of look older and like, there's also heart issues and everything else like that. And then there's a guy in the comments who's like, if you knew that this is a thing, then you shouldn't have had kids like you you could just have adopted. And it's just like, first off, screw you for uh, telling people what they can and can't do. Secondly, that's not how it works. Just because you have a likelihood of something happening doesn't mean it will. See, this is why we need to watch Gattaca. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there is also um, Time Sucks started a new thing where it's like short sucks. So it is an episode where it's talking about Lobster Boy and it's uh, oh, what? Oh, now I have to look it up to see what uh, the kid that he has or had uh, gritty stills, um, ect ectrodactyly, basically like having disformed um, hands and feet and stuff like that or shorter yeah. legs. And it was just interesting because that is a dominant trait. So his dad had it. He has it. His one of his kids. Like one of his sons has it and one of his daughters and but he has had one normal, quote unquote, normal looking daughter to which he took a lot of his frustrations out on. Hmm. He was not a nice person, hmm. um, but yeah. it was just really interesting because it's like the he actually wanted that because he was like, oh, I'm a freak. And th this is the same thing what happened with him and his father. It was like his dad wanted a kid like him so that they could do a father son freak show. And so he wanted kids that also were like him so he could keep that going. And he's just like, oh, boy, I'm not going to talk about that because I do. I have I can. Uh, there's nothing I can really have an opinion about with it. <laughs> well, you can, but you probably shouldn't. shouldn't or... yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's all the notes I had about all that. So you're saying so you're saying giant crab potentially there, but. Yeah, it depends on what level of giant you want to say. If it's a giant to the point that it can swallow the moon, no, because then it definitely couldn't hide and we would know it because the moon is freaking huge. It is. Now, it is odd, though, because this is something I wanted to kind of bring up in this when we were talking about, like, to in this, like, growth structure mm -hmm. of, like, trying to get a big, you know, big crustacean of some sort. Would there be in the chance of crustaceans are cold blooded, correct? Or am I yeah. wrong about that? Okay. Or so yeah. it's in it's in the sense that it's an arthropod, so it doesn't it's not like a reptile level of cold blooded. It's okay. I don't know much I don't know much about arthropods other than occasionally you go to the lead red lobster and you eat one. It's they have a very if inefficient uh mechanism of which getting blood around their body. Yeah. They so... do not have a closed circulatory. Okay, so so getting bigger could essentially could potentially be an advantage to them in the colder conditions, like yes. you were saying. Then, okay, that's where I was trying to seek a little bit more clarification on that. So, I, you know, like we've brought it up in the past. I mean, even being a water, even like the as water creatures, though it's it makes them okay to be big. Then, yeah, unlike you know. Some certain reptiles, once you get to a certain point, you just can't get big enough that you, you like, I'm hoping to get big enough to crush myself under my own weight someday. Well, you're doing a bad job at it with all your exercise. I know. Well, no, I see I'm gaining muscle mass because I'm hoping I can have it done faster. But then I also realized, no, I'm giving myself more strength. Yeah. I don't know this if anyone's ever crushed themselves under their own weight of muscle. I don't think they could. Yeah, I think just it's, gaining. Yeah, because of all the muscle and like the amount of like maintenance that you'd have to do to try to keep doing yeah. it. And also it would probably put a lot more pressure on your heart. Yeah. Because of, you know, the steroids. Yeah. Well, but I don't do, I don't, I don't juice. I just eat raw cow liver all the time. No juicing. 
gross. Oh, you've never heard of the Liver King, have you? No, I've heard of the yeah. Liver King, and he's also a liar. I know he's a liar. <laughs> like no, it's liar. it's it's so obvious that he's a liar that it actually hurts. Yeah, it's like, dude, seriously, shut up. You're like a if liar. you had, and the thing is, people still buy into it even after it was all revealed. And I'm just like, how? Like this is now a sunk cost fallacy at this point. Yep. If you know he's lying, stop. It's like, but I put in all this time and all this energy. It's like, yeah, but now that you know the truth, you get to move on and do something else. Okay, so so we so we've learned a lot about crabs, and we learned that there there is no giant crab. But it's also again, it's cool to kind of learn the weird inverse. So it's kind of cool to learn some of these like that even under the even under the sea, some of the rules of biology still. Yeah. The, the the umlaut rules yeah second so was just given an idea but i don't okay. think uh somebody was like oh talking about can you look into coyote legends oh might not probably won't do that one just because that one's way more complicated than you'd think just because it's like it's literally a shapeshifter yeah and also i would want to not be a white guy you yeah, I mean, I want you to read my lips when I say be a white guy about this. I like that. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm ready. I like that idea, but I'm very white. <laughs> well, I mean, look, could we find somebody? I know. Do you guys have any friends? Do I? have? Well, no, that's why we're doing this, because we don't have any friends. Yeah, but let's see here. Um. Let me reach out to, I mean, I could definitely reach out to a few people, see if they know anyone. Yeah. Just for, uh, just for funsies. Yeah. I mean, if we want, like I said, if we want to, if we want to, you know, buy ourselves a week, we could just do a, for funsies, just talk about straight up, like, movies that deal with genetics. Yeah. So, I think, I think just for next time for funsies, we can talk about the movies, we can talk about the semi, we can talk about the serious movie Gattaca and the less serious but fun movie evolution that sounds good all right because i can get dean to watch gattaca because i know he's probably never seen it or if he has he doesn't remember it yeah okay maybe he hasn't seen evolution either which will also be good for me yeah that's a good uh, it's an enjoyable movie i there are a lot of critiques that i'm gonna have with it oh it's got problems i'm not gonna say that but it's not to say i don't enjoy what it is i yeah i definitely enjoyed it i like yeah no, it's definitely got its problems, and it's David Duchovny at his absolute worst. Uh, best. Well, best in like like Californication style best, yes. But yeah, he is a. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. So cool. So for next time, you know, send us your opinions on both Gattaca and Evolution, and if you haven't seen either, watch them anyway. They're fun. Yeah. Well, fun fun is a relative term in these cases, but still. A Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a Real Creature Feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together. You know, everybody talks about The Simpsons predicting the future. This is from 2000. Oh, my God. What? Okay, so I don't know what you're talking about with the dolphins. Okay, so there was a dolphin that they found that has a thumb-like protrusion coming out of its fin. It almost Hmm. looks like this. It is almost strangely accurate to what this picture looks Hmm. like that the onion made up. Yeah. In August of 2000. Nice. So yeah, so that... the Simpsons predicts the future. So does the Onion. Nice. And that's not the only time the Onion's done something like that. I think they actually made a joke about before Trump ever became president. They made a joke about him being a president and showing off nuclear codes at his golf resort. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. Yeah, here's the real here's the real like captured photo picture of the dolphin with thumbs. Now, with that image, I o- only have to say is that what both flippers look like or did something just bite it? Um, I don't know. Um, cuz I think I've seen both I I've seen both flippers and I do believe they both have the protrusion like that. It's like dull thumbs. Thumb. Oh yeah, it does look like it. Cuz yeah, they both look like can openers. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that onion picture is not that far off. Yeah. And but until we actually start seeing more and more like that, it's just random mutation. Yeah, but because... look, all I'm saying is, look, the dolphins are getting ready for their their big return in a few thousand years. Million. Psh, that's what you think. They're going to they, they're going to hyper evolve. We are in the world of hyper evolution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but the only reason why I'm also going to say it all depends on if that's actually usable in thumb abilities. Because it's like, as of right now, it. Have you ever seen what was a sea lion's teeth? No, I don't think the dolphin's thumb is ready for is ready for the big show. It hasn't yet. fully become opposable. But it's it's beginning. Okay, it's not sea lion. No seal teeth. Look up images of seal teeth. We have the weirdest search histories. <laughs> eh, not as weird as not other really. people. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like, you know, those little... It, well, basically, uh, what they're thinking that these teeth are is like a precursor to, like, baleen yeah. whales. Because they can use these teeth like a filter. Interesting. Oh, this is the... Oh, no, actually, this is from the crab eater seal teeth. I was going to say, the ones that look like... Kind of like weird things that would go on the edge. <laughs> you bastard. I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't see how those could be bailing. Interlocking uh, teeth acts as a sieve. Okay. And they filter krill. Huh. But if they're, they use it to feed off krill, why are they called a crab eater? I have no idea. But yeah, I'm. They're tiny crabs. I'm sending a picture of the crab eater teeth. Which they they that looks like something that I would put on like my wrought iron fence. Yeah, yeah, they're like a, a topper for the bars, not the bars though, or yeah. like a yep, or like a filling a filigree filigree yeah filinil the fleur de lis no it's finial or something like that it's it's pronounced Phineas and Ferb. Finial, a sculptured ornament often in the shape of a leaf or flower at the top of a gable, pinnacle, or similar structure. Yeah. I learned about that word because uh, the Washington, D.C. Um, uh, cathedral lost its finials due to, a, um, due to an earthquake, and they're starting to carve them out of stone again to replace them at the top because four of the yeah washington dc there's the there's the cathedral that every event you know every major event have like presidents who die their funeral service is held at the cathedral i think it's episcopal Mm. Hmm. that's pretty neat well for you know, talking about that stuff. Oh, I just found out what happens if I click on a tab while I have the alt button pushed down. Close the tab. Oh, nice. 